0: Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano and we are back again for the round two review. Alex Miller, a big round full of uh, some interesting games, some interesting results, some controversies with suspensions and whatnot, but once again, another brilliant round of footy.
1: Yes, it was a very good round, Kat. Me and you, happy campers, but one man that we're going to get to next is a very unhappy camper. I had the unfortunate pleasure of going to that game live and we're going to get stuck into his mob straight away, but very keen, a very big episode. Kat, and a new segment to come later on. Yes, I
0: can't wait. Alex Mill has been in the kitchen cooking up uh, new segments as he does every single year when we do this podcast and he's got some good ones to come later on in the show, but a man who's probably been awaiting this for a little while, Alex Doherty, you were chomping at the bit last week to give your dogs the absolute run through, uh, but this week we're, we're giving you a full license, basically because it was—I'm um, sure you'll use harsher words than this—but unacceptable. Uh, the effort on Saturday night. I was disgusted with that effort,
2: cat. And and look, I've seen some shit over the years. I've been a been a loyal dogs fan for over twenty for, for over twenty years, and definitely more. But and I and I've seen some stuff. I've lived through the Peter Road era. I've lived through the uh, Brendan McCartney era, and those are some pretty dire times. But geez, how crap was that on fucking Saturday?
0: <laughs> oh, you know, crap, like, crap barely begins to describe it, mate.
2: I only managed to just bring myself to watch the game today. Like I, I like I was out I was out on Saturday. I was spending time with my with my friends, and I was definitely definitely a few beers down by the time by the time we got out about midnight. But <laughs> Oh, the, I had the I had the I had the score I had the score on my phone for most of the, most of the night, and by the by the time it read five goals, nothing, I was ready. I was ready to give up. Yeah, it, it really
0: it didn't get off to a, a flash start. Did it doc? Um, obviously, one point in the first quarter probably tells you a fair bit. The second quarter is probably the only time in the whole bloody game they showed a bit of guts and a bit of fight. Uh, Cat, but after that, it was crap. Cat they only
2: played they only played decent football for about eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> on
1: Saturday night, eight minutes at the end that, of the Saturday. that's being generous as well. I will agree, yeah, with
2: and, that. and and I, and I reckon I am being generous. It's probably a little, it's probably a bit less than that. But four goals in the second quarter, and they only kicked one. Like in that, I think it was about eight minutes spurt in the, mm. in the in the in the second quarter, and they only they only managed one more for the rest of the game. Like like how terrible can you be against a look and look? Not to take anything away from St Kilda, I thought the way that they surged the ball forward, the way that they attacked the ball, mm. I thought it was brilliant. Yep. But you but you look at you look at what they've got in the forward line. I mean Zane Cordy's not a not a not a forward, made him look like bloody plug a locket.
1: <laughs> he was Let's, playing out of his skin on Saturday. Let,
2: let some bloke pl- they pluck some mm. bloke out of Div4 Eastern football called Caminiti and he kicks and he kicks two goals and he looks like bloody Nick Dal Santo.
1: <laughs> Mitchie
2: Mich- Mich- Owens, I love him. Uh, it it the, was the, impressive. Very, impressive. It was. It was, it was very good, and, and the Poe as well. Cat, um, is very, we love very, the very, very, very impressive. But these guys are kids. Yeah. How, how can you? How can you allow a defensive a defensive structure? There is so much wrong with it. The, the 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 defensive structure. Look, granted, Gardner's not playing. He's. I think he's. I think he's close to a return. It's not confirmed yet, but he's really pushing for a return this week. Yep. Um. But geez, we need him like and, and, and I, ha- I hate to say it, but I think I thought Bruce was probably the most imp- uh, well Liam Jones was good too, but I thought Bruce was very impressive in the defensive part and it's still no good.
1: Yeah. Well, there was not many players, cat, that I thought at the game could held their head, hold their head high. I thought English had a real crack for most of the night, competed well with Marshall. It was actually a really good battle, two mm. really good young rucks. Um, I thought he was really good. The Bont tried his best, but um was pretty tough. Ed Richards had a solid night, but there wasn't many besides as Doc mentioned Liam Jones as well. There wasn't many else. Um, that were really good. I, I was really concerned, Cat, forward of the ball. There's some real issues I had with um, keeping it inside the forward 50. I was at the game, as I mentioned, with my Bulldog supporter and friend, and he just couldn't believe, Cat, the ease that the Saints were able to walk out of the defensive 50 and transition a lot of the time to at least a, a forward half entry for their club. And I've got to put some accountabilities on the smalls. I thought they were really poor on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah well, it's, well,
0: I'm very, very glad to see Artie Jones coming in this week, Doc, oh, because yeah, you need Artie. some blokes who are actually willing to crack in at ground level and put a bit of pressure on, and I'm hoping that's the thought and what Bevo's thinking bringing him in, because we know that kid can do it.
2: <laughs> I, I think a lot of a lot of us Bulldog supporters have been asking a question question about Riley West. Why is Riley West not getting a game? Why is he not doing this? Why is he not doing that? I think we've got a fair indication why he's not playing. Four, four disposals in 76% of game time. You're going to tell me that's an accept, that's acceptable. There's not yeah, a not
1: chance
2: he's. Ke- There's not a chance he's keeping his spot this week, and it's good to see Artie Jones. He would have been in round one uh, if he, if it wasn't for um if it was for groin issues. Uh, just the fact that we conceded twenty. Like, I don't mind taking a loss, but it's if it's in a manner like this where they turn up for maybe what ten minutes and then sort of give up halfway through the third quarter. I think it was that tackle on Jones by Dan mm. Butler which 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 I think was the turning point in that game. After that happened everyone just said that was it. Yeah. And 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 you know what I'm so glad about the you know I don't I don't speak highly about the mainstream media a, a lot. Um, but it's good to see that there's people coming out now and they're giving this club the roasting it deserves. Yeah, you know, Mark Mark Robinson slandered it as crap football last night on three sixty. Kane Corns was has been critical about it for the last few days. Actually, there was some quotes that I picked up on picked up on the Sunday Footy Show saying that you know he's accusing Beveridge of not coming up with a defensive game plan that 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 stacks up in modern
1: football. What about he's coming cl- up with a game plan? Period, Doc. There was no plan B. As soon as the Saints started well, that was it. And and this is a theme I feel like that we can all agree on. Is that the Dogs, when they get behind, they are playing catch-up mentally and game-wise for the whole game. There's no set plan, I think, in terms of, you know, if we expect St Kilda to come out and do this, how are we going to respond to that? And that's mm-hmm. something that I think is in re- is a real worry because I don't think, looking at the list, this list is sounds enough. We all, you know, said top six at least. I, I even had them in the four myself and whatnot. But I was really disappointed with just some of the, the lack of effort. Bailey Smith was one for me, cat that... Stood out. I thought he had a lot of the ball, but he's in, he's, his laziness um, was something that was really disappointing. His unwillingness almost in a way to get back defensively as a mistake. It was almost watching like an under-12s game where you turn the ball over and then you drop your head and think that's it. You've got to bust your ass and get back. And what McCrae was doing at half forward, well, what the hell was going on? There was many questions, but I think that Bevo's in some serious trouble given even yeah. a recent contract extension and what we saw with um, – What's his name? Brett Ratton. Last year, I'm really concerned for his uh, future.
2: Well, it's what I said, Cat, at the start of the year when he got that contract extension in two years. Why have we done it? And that, and that's, and that's a question that's got to be directed towards Chris Grant and Meet Baines, who, who are running the operation.
1: Maybe it's not they're run- bored in the off season, Doc, it's not, and it's it's very do. bloody early.
2: <laughs> it's, not, it's not an operation, Miller.
1: It's a fucking circus. I reckon circuses are run better, mate. I was going to say it's an insult to the travelling circus. It, it's.
2: It, it's like it's like watching Ferrari in the Formula One at the moment. They, they they're equipped with all the high grade facilities in the world, but yet they can't even string a, a decent lap time. They can't string a decent. They can't string wins together. They, they, there's, it, you're better off empo- employing zoo animals to run the show there, and you're better off employing <laughs> zoo animals to coach these bloody players. Oh, uh, right? just, just just on just on the um, on the list, Miller Kane Corns mm-hmm. actually wrote a column on the Age on Friday, that I thought was very very intriguing. He compared to he compared it to uh, Leon Cameron. At GWS, how you know he had all these players, but he couldn't find that success. Now we all know Beveridge is now is is a premiership coach, and and he's taken them to another grand final on top of that. But he, he this he he mentions uh, verbatim here the list wants for nothing. They've got Ooh. the best midfield led by Pelly. Tim English is finding finding some backbone, and and he's playing some really good football to start the year. God bless him. Um, They've got the half they've got all Australian half backs and they've got one of the best key forwards in, in the game in narrow Norton. Like how, how can you be how can you have back to back 50 point losses? Hmm. Yeah.
1: Like, it's a great question, and it's a good quickie I've got for both of you. Start with you, Kat. Who would be more disappointing not to make the finals this year? Would it be the Bulldogs or Carlton, given what list shapes they're in? Who would be worse to miss out, do you think? I think I'd probably say
0: the dogs. Carlton haven't Proven themselves that they can make finals with this list yet the dogs made a grand final two years ago and have seemingly taken big steps backwards both seasons since yep. then. Dog? Um, so it's a dogs for mine.
2: Yeah, dogs, especially if it's based on what we're seeing so far. Yep. I mean, this list and and you said it earlier, Miller. This we all said that this team is a top six team. I had them in the top four as well because I know that they're mm. a quality that they've got quality on every line, and that's yep. what Ken Corns mm. alludes to. I think what what I find the most insulting part is that the clubs come out and they've said and they've said we've been working on this we've been working on that over the preseason worked on what nothing is nothing has changed in 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 the six months since we lost to Freo in the elimination final in fact we've gone about six steps backwards
1: yeah mm. I was going to say that as well I don't know if you saw any of the footage of the game as well Cat but I, I thought that the effort um, was really damp they they looked gassed yeah and it's round two and there, there's some whether that's mental or physical, but they just look like they weren't trying. Yeah, it's like Doc said, the
0: the effort wasn't there, the willingness to run and and go back and defend wasn't there. I I think as well, we talk about the Dogs having one of the best midfields in the comp, but no no amount of personnel is going to help if you're not willing to work. I think a part of it as well is that at the moment they're getting a little bit exposed for a lack of balance and having Treloar out doesn't help. He's a guy that's actually got... A genuine little bit of pace on him you know just lost i know you don't love him doc but Lockie hunter for everything that's wrong with him uh, the man could run down the wing at least we'll a um, and question I about Lockie
1: hunter as well next
0: i yeah. think um you know it's thrown off the balance of the midfield a little bit which certainly doesn't help when you talk about guys getting back to defend because if guys like smith and bont aren't doing it and the rest of them are too bloody slow to do it definitely. um so it's for mine that's definitely a part of it but yeah, I don't. I don't know where you go from here, Doc. We were looking ahead at the fixture um, today, and you're very and six. you're very possible to go zero and six are playing is. at
2: the moment. We will be going zero and six. Look, uh, <laughs> uh, and be, uh, it's because that this team has the uh, has the mental strength of two year olds. <laughs> like as, as, soon, as soon as something comes across, so, something comes across them that they don't like, they just throw their hands up mm. and give up. And and, and, and and that's exactly what I saw on Saturday night. And uh, just on just on the on the disposals, Bailey Smith. I've been ranting and rate. I've ridic- I got ridiculed twelve months ago for the game he played against North on Good Friday. Yeah, he had forty three disposals. That was all well and good, but he butchered the ball, mm. and, and and everyone and everyone laughed at me and thought, oh, you know, this guy's a clown. Go and watch it. That's- Who's the clown now? <laughs> and and what ugh, I just cannot believe how poor guys like Caleb Daniel and Bailey Dale and Jack McRae are with the footy, like. Not even twelve months ago, they, these guys were clean. Were some of the cleanest users of the ball by foot, and apparently, now
1: Bailey Dale was all straight forty.
2: It was. Yeah, I think he was like last year. He was one of the. It was one of the better halfback flankers, mm-hmm. and now he can't even hit a bloody target. No, no. Uh, look, no, look. I just want to say that. Look, a lot of people are coming out. Yeah, you know, the the, the dogs fans. They are. Uh, they're coming out. They're saying sack Bevo. <laughs> not yet. No. I. I'm not. Like this is this week is as big as a week as it gets for him and the club, um, and I just want to see some fight. I want to see some monk. Yeah. Uh, I just want I just want to see a little bit of effort and heart this week. I don't care if we lose to Brisbane. I mean, I expect us to lose to Brisbane mm. because they're a quality outfit, but at least turn up for even three quarters. You know, I don't ask much for this team. I ask them to compete. I ask them to at least show a bit of
0: respect for the fucking
1: <laughs> Um I, I must say, yeah, the next month for me is a ticking time bomb on, yeah. on this club, Bevo, and, and where they're at. But we've got a uh, fan question that we're going to get to. We forgot to get to it last week, but it, it's related to the dogs. Uh, I think you've got it there handy, Doc, and uh, we're going to respond to it.
2: Yes, I do. Um, And apologies to, to you last week, Deidre, because um, no, we – we had a massive episode and we just couldn't get around to it. But this was a question in, in regards to round one. Um, so it was um, – so it as follows here. It says, I would like to hear your thoughts on Baker versus Hunter after the Bulldogs-Melbourne game, um, after your assessment on the podcast. So Deidre is obviously a Melbourne supporter here. Um, it says – she says, only wish Baker well, but his VFL form never transitioned into AFL form and he had a lot of opportunity. Conversely, Hunter for us is a definite upgrade. 75% efficiency, Baker 54%. That's it in a nutshell. Mm. Uh, you want to
0: first, It was an interesting one because neither of them really got their hands on the ball too much. Hunter only had the, the 12 disposals and Baker only had the 13. I thought it was good he got on the scoreboard in the game, Doc, and I, I think he'd mm. probably be happy with that. But it's, it was a hard one to assess, really. He didn't have much of a strong game this week either, Baker, I thought. Once again, he didn't really get the ball into his hands too much. It's difficult for a winger because you kind of are relying on your your midfielders or your halfbacks to get the ball to you. You're not a ball-winner yourself. Um, But Hunter, I thought, was certainly the better of the two this week. I thought he was um, Um, fantastic, particularly the second half when the Ds sort of kicked into gear a little bit more um, against the Lions. I thought he was quite good. But I'd probably say Hunter at the moment is, is ahead of Baker in terms of form.
1: Can I just say something? Sorry, Doc, before you go. Being there at the game live, I would say that one thing that Baker does have is he covers a lot of territory, offensively, defensively. He gets in the right spots, probably sometimes doesn't get on the end of them in the right way due to, you know, sometimes it goes corridor, sometimes maybe it goes a bit wide on the wings and works around him. The ball... I would say the, the transition of football this week was beyond shit. Um, I was not impressed at all. <laughs> and I would say that Baker's definitely an upgrade effort-wise and um, maybe not on Hunter, but in terms of what else they've got at the club. I thought Bailey Williams was dreadful on the weekend, Docker, A guy who's gone backwards and really disappointing for him. But, yeah, what what do you think of, I mean, the the Hunter-Baker sort of swap, if you like? Yeah,
2: Look, it's interesting. I think Hunter, after the whole fiasco about him crashing into about half a dozen cars during um, the, the pandemic, um, I think he sort of spiralled out, so he was never going to never going to re- recapture his best footy. Um, and, I, and, I've, and I've had some deficiencies about him, or sorry, discrepancies about him. Not a very good kick when he goes for goal. Um, I've, I've seen him one too many times just butcher a shot from about 20 out straight in front. But there's no doubt that he's a quality linking player. Uh, he's a great as we said earlier he, he can he can cover the ground really really well um i'm not a fan of these he tries to play too cute sometimes with these little little ground hand passes and sometimes it comes off looking like a million bucks and other times it sort of makes him look like an idiot <laughs> but i i i think it's i think it's just, I, uh, he's just trying to find uh, but i think i'm pretty i'm encouraged with his form at melbourne at the moment like he's not he's not playing too horribly he's playing a role for them and and it's helping Mel- help melbourne to to a good win in round 1 mm. um but yeah baker oh look baker hasn't been our worst i mean yeah mm. as you said he, he he hasn't had a lot of the ball but i don't think most of it is is his fault because we have been completely horrendous mm. with our use of the ball and our and our decision making hasn't been too good either yeah so Look, I'm happy with where Oscar Baker is travelling at the moment. I mean, he's kicked two goals, so he's right behind. He's only behind Norton in the goal kicking. Yeah, so I don't I think he's in any danger
0: of losing his spot on the
1: team anytime <laughs> soon. Mate. Oh, Jesus, that's funny. Well,
0: look,
2: well, look, he's not. He's not going to keep out crabs like. Um, uh, What's his name?
1: Uh, Robbie McComb. <laughs> Robbie McComb. <laughs> uh, we know how
0: you feel about that man, Doc. How
1: did he uh, sneak onto the bench as a sub? Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, uh, ask Bevo.
2: Um, but look, look, just before we go on to the next point, um, you know, we, we all watched the, the Collingwood-Port Adelaide game on Saturday. We were all there. Miller and I were in the MCC. Kat, I don't know how you managed to survive the uh, the dregs from Port Adelaide, but you're you <laughs> oh, here. Well, so, they,
0: they were pretty quiet by halftime, so it was pretty easy <laughs> after that. But the, but the, key, the key thing is... That Collingwood
2: play as a as a unified team, like they 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 get around one they get around each other, they play for each other, they do a lot for each other. Mm. You know, and we even mentioned it last week when when Jeremy Howe was stretched off, everyone got around him. Yep. There's not there's nothing there's nothing resembling that at the Dogs. Cohesion, it, Co- doc,
1: that's a perfect summary. I'd say. Look at the Cohesion. If you look at both the games, round one and round two for both these clubs, and you look at quarter-time huddles, half-time huddles, everything, despite different results, you'll see two completely different clubs. I agree with that 100%. It,
2: that, individual football is what I would call it. Yep. And I think Dogs fans Dogs fans have every right to be embarrassed. They have every right to be disgusted by watching 23 players, you know, maybe, or maybe 21 because Bont and English are pretty good, 21, <laughs> 21 people dressed as footballs, frauds. <laughs>
0: Mm. Well, yeah, it's, a big, it's a big Thursday night to try and turn it around this week the Lions at home uh, I will be there I'm Hopefully going to get down to the VFL double header too So it should be a good long night oh, of footy We love this um, yes. But a team that's playing against game style that we have been enjoying Alex Miller, <sighs> North Melbourne uh, They have, <laughs> in just two weeks, turned themselves around Not entirely Two very, very close wins But they've already won the same amount of games they won in 2022 uh Clarko seems to have them playing more cohesive football, more attacking football, more exciting football all around. And it's led to two very exciting wins so far. And we're starting to see the potential of this North Melbourne group, I think, just slowly starting to come together.
1: Perfectly summed up, Kat. I think all, all of us agreed this year that even if they do finish bottom four, which they still might, they're not going to be a two or three win team. This could be possibly f- you know five to six, maybe four, but... I tell you what, what a gutsy win, Kat, in Perth to beat Frio, coming off a disappointing of week themselves last week. It's hard to go and play um, at Optus Stadium. And I thought, despite all the controversy, um, I thought that they were really well-deserved. Um, with that controversy, what do you boys reckon, in or out? I say after the siren, so definitely can't be uh, deliberate. Yeah, no, I think the ump's made the correct decision um, in the end. Yep. They, they
0: played it by the rule book, which was the ball didn't clear the line before the siren went. Uh, so, yeah. all good on my end, I reckon.
2: Probably. Yeah, I, I've, I've got no problems with it either. B- b- uh, siren sounded just as the ball was, was heading, uh, right before the ball was heading out. So, it's fair game as far as I'm concerned. I'm, I'm more concerned about Caroline Wilson continuing to abuse <laughs> oh. Clarko. She,
1: she's apparently uh, one of the, one of his biggest fans, but uh, that's got to be bullshit because uh, she's been <laughs> rubbishing him for years, as okay. Gary Lyon correctly pointed out this morning.
2: I couldn't believe that when no. she said I, I've, I've, been his, I've been one of his biggest supporters. She, yeah, right, she's been okay. slag, slagging him off for at least the last three years. <laughs> Could, definitely been a lot more than that.
1: On that, boys, it was a talking point during the chat that we were talking today. let will start with you, Kat. What would you make of comments about Clarko being animated, for a better word, on the sidelines? I, I'd like to hear your perspective and then Doc's and uh, on.
0: Ridiculous, ridiculous oh. comment. Totally unnecessary. Uh, what these boys need right now is a bit of passion around the club and Clarko is clearly showing that and it's already clearly rubbing off on the players the reaction around the group after they won uh, on Saturday night was amazing you know that's special it's that's the kind of win that sets the tone for this group and sets the tone for what Clarko can do at North Melbourne you know games gone past years gone past North Melbourne isn't holding on in a game like that and I said this about our team like Giants last week as well who would never have come back from a margin Mm. Anything over a couple of goals uh, after half time, and it's just gutsy, um, and I, I don't care what Caro says. Clark is well within his rights to if that's the way that he thinks is going to help the team, then be my guess he yep. can go bloody mental on the sidelines every week if he wants to. Great cool.
2: What's Clarko supposed to do? If if <laughs> if if the AFL says no more celebrating the bed?
1: What, uh, sit, sit up there, in the blocks sit, with the blinds down, doc, that's what Gary wants. Sit,
2: sit, sit, sit their arms crossed and go, "Yeah, good job, boys. Yeah, um, well I, done." Th- 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 that's that's a bloke who's clearly invested in the football club. Very cool. So I, I, I cannot I cannot fathom how people can attack people. How people can attack coaches or players for celebrating that heart.
1: Yeah. He's head coach. What do you want it to do? Oh, my God. But um, look, yeah, I think back to the original point, Kat, he, Clark has done a great job. He's yep. invigorated some guys to really get the best out of them. Liam Shields, I think, has done a great job since coming in. zeebel has been reinvented in a new role. Core was really impressive, I thought, on the weekend. Really, really probably good. It's probably his and- best game for North Melbourne um, and yep. Core, which isn't absolutely. hard he's only
0: played about <laughs> five of them so far. but
1: uh, Absolutely. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, Shiesel we've talked about. Again, another oh. 30 touches. It's crazy what he's doing at his age. But LDU, He's apparently,
2: he's apparently king of Perth now, Harry <laughs> Um, He's uh, he's completely owned both WA clubs. Uh,
1: LDU, Doc, I wanted to ask you about. He's oh. going to be top five Brownleaf ever right now. At standing on the weekend. one won uh, 30 touches, seven marks, six tackles, 11 total clearances for the game, and 638 metres game, which was really impressive. But his influence far exceeded those numbers, I thought.
2: There'd be a few blokes after two rounds who would have uh, two best on grounds, and I think LDU is definitely one of them. Gotcha, uh, yep. he's, um Just, uh, just his of his, his evolution. I mean, we saw, we saw it come to fold last year. I think it was that game against Collingwood mm. where, where he like, amassed nearly a dozen centre clearances just alone. Like, and, and the thing is, that I think North, North have craved a player like this for a long, long time. Yeah. Like we you know, Ben Cunnington's a hard nosed player, but he's coming towards the back end of his career. You've got Jai, Simp- Jai Simpkin, who's more of a runner than 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 he is a contested player. But you've got now Luke Davies who who is just a, a complete ball around the contested around yeah. the contested spaces, and and guys that you can build around as well. Tom Powell's very very impressed with yeah. uh, on on the weekend, and guys on the outside as well, Paul Curtis and. And and Bailey Scott, two other players that I'm I'm very very high on. So he's uh, he's going to be. He's, we all we all knew that he was going to be a good player from the moment he came in. It was, it was only a matter old, of
0: time development. That was it.
2: Yeah, like, like injuries held him back for the first couple of first couple of seasons, especially. And when that happens, it really stunts um, players' development. Mm, yeah. So it's going like it's great to see him playing this this amount of football. North need it. The AFL need it. We need it.
0: You talk about our development, Doc, and Cam Zerha, boys, on the weekend. Uh, this man got a good run through the midfield, and you talk. About, you look at players that are starting to sort of take the next step for North Melbourne. We know he's always been a very, very good forward, Miller, and he will pop up and he'll have mm. those games where he'll kick four or five and it'll look unstoppable. A lot of other games where he's pretty quiet. But I thought in this one, didn't hit the scoreboard, just the two behinds, but he had 26 touches, 10 set of bounce attendances, so he's getting a good run in the middle and six clearances as well. I think we're sort of starting to see what the prototype for Zerha is going to be going forward. And when you look at the midfield mix, you know, Doc talked about a bit of hardness from LDU, but when you've got him, when you've got LDU, and you've got Cunnington, mm. and you've got Greenwood as well, they're a bloody tough midfield to crack.
1: Yeah, they're very good. Tom Powell, another one. Yeah. Cat, one of the favourites here at A3. For his young age, he's a real tough nut to crack for sure. So you summed up perfectly. I think what Clarko has done with Zerhar is added a different dynamic. And it's what he's really done well, I think, since joining the club. is throwing the magnets around. We've seen Zeebel gone down back. Really done a really impressive job, I think, so far. Schiesel never played any footy at all down back and been uh, the man with already 5,000 nicknames at A3. And I think that... What he's done with these players so far has been really special. I think that what they can achieve is, is going to be exciting. There's some real, real good signs for some young guys. I thought Stevenson was good on the weekend. Go to as well. I was going to him mention well. him. There's a guy that he, I think he needs to get back into the forward line. We
0: saw Noble trying in defence and it worked out sometimes. But it's quite other games. The kid's a natural goal scorer and I think if he can get fitness back, which he looks like he is, uh, I think he's, mm. he's set to stay in the forward line.
1: Yep. I like yep. that. I think something as well I'd say, boys, is is Nick Larkey, one of our favorites, the most underrated key forward in the comp. He's leading the Coleman. He's been consistent <laughs> goal kicker for years. In terms of key forwards, the big names we talk about Kurnow, we talk about Lynch, we talk about the astronaut, the big Peter Wright, Cameron. Hawkins but we don't hear much about Nick Larky and he's been doing this for years kicking goals for fun and was clinical again on the weekend I thought doc and he's kicked 10 straight for the year <laughs> well,
2: what I thought what I thought was pretty good about his game this week was he only took two marks mm. so a lot of it was either he either got he, he was either on the run or he was um I'm just trying to get up his free kick his free kick numbers as well but I was really I've, I've been very impressed with his start to the year I mean we all know we all know that he that for years, he's been a he was a proven goal kicker. He, he just hasn't had the supply from from the midfielders due to lack of experience, crap system, crap coaches, um, crap everything. But
1: <laughs> crap,
2: just just crap. Yeah, well, yeah, he had three free kicks as well. So uh, like he he's really work he really works hard to get himself into the front spots. He leads well, and I think as well. well he didn't take a contested mark, but he, he's 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 a pretty decent overhead mark anyway. So yep. he's, he's a guy that once, he, once you get him and we're seeing it now already, like once they get the supply, the constant supply that comes in, he becomes more and more of a dangerous threat and he gets these goals on the board and becomes a mental chance. And he becomes that, that sort of guy that everyone's got to look out for now. And yep.
0: T- is- if I'm Jeremy Cameron, Doc, who's set to possibly miss the next two weeks, I'm looking a bit nervously at Nick Larkey right now because he yeah. might run away with the, the <laughs> in the next few weeks.
2: Uh, Jezzard might have to hire somebody to give to give uh, Nick Larky's ribs a bit of a crack, <laughs> uh, get get him back on level on level pegging. But he's very oh, he's a very good player, isn't he? A lot, a lot of good a lot of good signs coming through already. And and you mentioned you mentioned um, Liam Shields as well. But these guys that have come in and have played senior footy already, you know, we we have mixed feelings on Daniel Howe, but mm. he's a guy that that's played under Clarko's system before. He knows how it works. So having guys like him in sort of just helps everyone else around him and yep. and, and Griffin Logan is another one who I think's had a really really strong start to the year he's been mm. talked about highly against his old club he he, he to the occasion once again with um and and five intercept possessions but he also had 20 I think he had about 20 touches on on the weekend yep um look it's, this this guy this guy this guy's just holds it up and and there's nothing flashy. To, and there's nothing flashy to his game. I, I I think there's there are better players out there, but Griffin Logue is doing his job, and he's doing his job well. And and he's helping. And North have leaked so many big scores over mm. the last two years. He he plays such a pivotal role to that. He he he's willing to put his his body on the line and affect contests and. And spoil and and do all and do all those
0: little one percenters. Yep. Especially having Ben McKay, yeah, he's made such a big difference. I think him and Core are going to need to keep uh, probably playing games like this if the backline is to hold up. But the way they've been going, I'd like back him in at the moment, no, yep. they've been doing very cool. very good. Time.
2: On, on on Ben McKay, quick yes or no here: Is he a North Melbourne player in 2024? He's cool. out of contract. He's out of contract. <laughs> yes, and there's and there's already clubs that are circling in Port Adelaide. Carlton have uh, inquired if if Tom De Koning pisses off. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, if De Koning leaves, yes. If De Koning stay, Ben stay. Ben stay. Sorry. I think
0: yes. I think they'll, they'll offer him a, a yeah. big day to stick and, around. And,
1: and he deserves it. Yeah. You, you've talked about him week after week. I feel like more than anyone here. And he's um, going to be crucial when he gets back and just make this team even better. But great yeah, stuff for North, and they should be really happy with how they're going. Uh, We're to take a little bit of a different approach this weekend, boys, to looking at some of the better players
0: out of the round. And we want to talk about super subs this week. Yes. Uh, we wanted to have a look at some of the, the subs out of the weekend and who was the number one pick last week. We had a lot of good things to say about our boy Reefy. Reefy McInnes, who came into yep. the game for Collingwood and was an absolute little pocket rocket, said, uh, Ollie Henry, who uh i'm actually the sixth sub <laughs> off the bench but there are a few different options this week gentlemen and i know we've been leaning towards a couple i was pretty happy with mickey walter's game for frio um coming off the taking off the, the vest and kicking a couple of snags late in the game miller but i know you've got a couple of boys you've been eyeing off as well
1: yeah look uh i liked uh well travis boat considering uh he was almost the port's best player after playing one and a half quarters he, he's definitely up there but there's a guy that we all liked and uh Doc rattled it off and gave us a, it's a great shout for it. It's Mac Welfie from Your Mob Cat. I thought he was outstanding on the weekend. His impact in terms of being a little pest was fantastic. He he did it well. Kicked two goals, was it? Two end. goals in the last quarter. really helped ice the game, the Guelph. I don't know how he kicked the second one. Uh, <laughs> kicked one with
0: uh, Charlie Ballard's elbow in his face just about. <laughs>
1: um, he was really impressive, I thought, Guelphie, and he's my nomination for the sub of the week.
0: Yeah, well, I was going. I was going
2: to follow up with um with Matty Gwelfy because I I was covering the uh the, the Don's game on the mongrel Punt on the weekend. Um, he was fantastic. He's well. Uh, I I was a bit I was a bit startled that he was even the sub because I think he's better than that. But
1: yeah, it should be in the twenty two. I think
2: should be in the twenty two. But he 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 turned up and you know six disposals doesn't tell you much. But he kicked two goals from only thirty three percent of game time. So. Like, I just, I just appreciate the way he attacks the ball every time. Um, you know, he certainly got stuck into Charlie Ballard, which I can't, even, I can't even believe he's, uh, he's, he's even, he's even going to challenge it. It shouldn't be challenged because he. He got, he got what he deserved from smashed league.
0: him in the head, Doc. Well, yes. what, <laughs> that was a pretty, pretty standard uh, little
1: what's, suspension there, isn't what's, it? What's he challenging it for? Uh, <laughs> he's, in, he's probably hit himself in the head and he thinks he's in the right.
2: Yeah, uh, But I, I, I just thought he was it was fantastic. I thought the entire Don's forward line was fantastic, considering the fact that there was no Peter Wright. Sam Wedderman was a laid out as well. And uh it was just Harry Jones who who stunk up the joint. I thought he was mm. thought he was pretty terrible too. Oh, I mean, so yeah, not, not a good
0: line cat, wasn't it? <laughs> From Harry. Not, not not a great one. Um, but, just,
2: but everyone else stood up cat, and that's and that's what matters.
0: Very true. Just while we're on subs, boys, I want to give uh, Adam Simpson and the Eagles a bit of a spray for
1: giving oh, young Elijah yeah. Hewitt his debut as the sub. Uh you should get fined. Um, if you do this to a plied play- player, it's crap. That is uh, Chris, evil. Chris Scott,
2: Chris Scott did that on Thursday night as well with yeah, Cooper, Cooper White, White, White. playing with it in his debut game as well. So that,
0: that's poor uh, so form. we're lining light, up Simo and Chris Scott, Doc, because that's very poor form. <laughs> I,
2: I thought we got. I thought we got rid of the the whole Medi Sub rule just to
0: just to er- eradicate that. Yeah, <laughs> no, at weird. least they were guaranteed to, to likely come on. Uh, well, good good on them for at least getting on the ground, but. Uh, give him a spot in the twenty-two next week, you absolute stooges. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it, it's good.
2: The AFL, the AFL can can easily enforce that and get an extra five grand in their pockets. <laughs> no, uh, no, first that.
1: game it should be the sub. No, they, no.
2: Yep, exactly. No, uh, cool. I will uh, defend Simpson a little bit. Apparently, Hewitt's fitness isn't particularly great. They're, they're uh, just well, like give him
0: a run in the in the yeah, that, waffle for a few weeks. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm not the coach,
2: but <laughs> but apparently, like his talent, like his talent's like AFL AFL level, mm. but he's but he's not he's not capable of running out, uh, you know, in a game of football would yeah. have been ba- would have been bad if somebody got injured early. <laughs> would have, yes.
0: I, it would have um, they would have been screwed then.
2: But yeah, no, look, <laughs> All but, right. look but but look, I am um,
0: Overall, I'm with you. It's it's pretty it's pretty shit look. We always agree on the sensible things, gentlemen. Uh, we're introducing a new segment next. Alex Miller's been, like I said, been cooking this one up in the kitchen. I uh, Got the frying pan out. He's he loves creating food, new segments. And uh, buttered up the pan with it. What have you got for us mate? What's what's cooking?
1: Now, this is a new segment that's going to alternate with Man of the Week. It could possibly make a permanent stay, depending how it goes with the fans' cat. But this is a new segment called Rapid Ran. Now, each week, um, one of us is going to come up with three questions for another one of the hosts. Um, those, those people have 30 seconds to answer a question um, We'll count them in and get the timer on our phones in front of us. So this week uh, I'll be doing cat with the three questions and next week cat will be doing doc and then Doc doing me and so on. Um, so if you have any questions that you'd like to ask uh, to add in please feel free to send them in and we appreciate the questions we've got earlier so cat yes. your first question is is it too early to judge Luke Jackson and his form on Frio and you've got awesome. 30 seconds in three two. That's a great question. Uh, Yes, I'm going to say an absolute yes, because he's
0: playing in a team that's possibly stunk up two games (laughs) that they easily could have won uh, very early. I think uh, he hasn't had much support around him in the forward line. Tabner hasn't been doing very much. Uh, Fife was shit last week, and the delivery (laughs) certainly hasn't been great to him when he's been in the forward line either. But he's been okay in the ruck without being anything great. Uh, Darcy's obviously the number one choice there, so he's never going to get a huge amount of time. I think you give him a few more weeks to adjust to free system.
1: Three, two, one. Pervy, look at that. Spot on 30 oh, seconds. Dang, dang. You've, been pra- you've been practicing all day, Doc, up here. Uh, question two. Uh, where does Josh Dakos rate in the league with his kicking? Uh, well, well, Three, two, one, go. If you looked on the
0: weekend, uh, I'd say Josh rates pretty poorly. His disposal efficiency <laughs> was pretty bad. Uh, ended up at only 46%, oh, no. uh, oh, which is no. means- this is a great indication of how he goes. I think every single week. Uh look, he's normally a pretty solid kick. I would say, Josh, I rate him more for his run uh, and what he can add when he goes forward to the centre rather than his kicking. I think. Where do, Where do you rate him uh, league-wise? Where oh, do you rate him? league-wise, I wouldn't have him in the. Wouldn't have him in the top echelon. I think he's probably given the the top. One. I don't know, top oh, twenty no. or so, maybe, but not anywhere high. Top is up. Better or, better or worse than Bailey
1: Smith at the moment. Definitely better, even with that shocking showing on the weekend and he's still better. <laughs> I, think the, I think the blind sheep down the road, Doc, with one leg is a better kick than Bailey Smith at the moment. And final question, question three, cat for $100 million with Eddie McGuire. No, um, is... and This is is a fitting question. With the matchup coming this weekend between the Dons and the Saints, which team is closer to a flag? Three, two, one. Jesus, you really put me on the spot there with that one.
0: Um, (laughs) I think... And why? I want to say we're closer at the moment than the Saints are. Saints have been dipping in and out of mediocrity. They did make finals a few years ago. We've also been doing the same, though, to be fair. Uh, I like our youngsters a bit more. I think we've got a bit of depth in key positions, a little bit more than the Saints do. As you've seen over the past few weeks, forward line's been greatly exposed for them, but it hasn't really stopped them, which is a bit concerning. Uh, I like our midfield depth. I like the, what the backs are building. Time is up. You can finish it off. Uh, I was going to say the Saints probably a little bit thin in the back line still. I'm going to say us,
1: but yep. the Saints have got more quality, more elite players, I reckon. Good call on that. That wraps up the first week of Rapid ramp Boys. Bang. That's a really, that's a really and
0: really good questions as well. Jeez. Really have me thinking there on the last one. Bloody hell. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: well, there you go. So next that. week. By the end next of the season, week, if the Saints you, keep going You're up next week, Kat. You've got to deliver three questions to make Alex Docherty's brain explode. <laughs> I'll make you sweat, mate. Don't you worry. Uh, we'll move on to the team of the week. We've gone a little bit of a team effort
0: this week. Um, we've all selected a different line of the ground with our unanimous fourth man on the bench as well. But we'll start from the back line, which I believe you have selected Alex Miller.
1: Yep. Uh, As is tradition, Miller normally (laughs) does it,
0: but start us off, mate, and we'll see where we go from here.
1: Yep, so the uh, A3 Alex Miller team, uh, yes, yeah, the Alex Miller team of the week is now the A3 team of the week because we love inclusion here. We love the footy and we all have great knowledge. So the back line is Isaac Quaynor at fullback. I thought he did a great job on what was left of the port small forward line with Junior Rioli and Orazio Fantasia for a night, according to BT and uh, Fantasia for the rest of his career. Uh, Dougal Howard at fullback. I thought he's a grub, obviously, for kneeing Norton in the head, but played a very, very good game, I thought. Alex Dockery shaking his head in anger. Um, Zerk Thatcher, Kat, you'll definitely have meant to this being there. You would have seen. He was class, I thought. Did a great job on Ben King and even rotating through Casbold at times. He did a really good job. Halfback, we got Nick Newman, underrated player again. Had these 20 plus touches, but works his ass off defensively. He was really, really good. Jeremy McGovern probably hasn't been on the team in a week since uh, West Coast won their last game. So uh, good on him. Uh, he played really well, some important intercepts. And lastly, spoke about before, Jack Zeeble. It was just class with his disposal on the weekend 25 plus again and was really good. Um, and my bench defender is his counterpart, Harry Schiesel. The shees. Oh, she's. Oh, he had to get in there. We had to get the kid in there. We he had to. This oh, He was brilliant. Now, good selections in the back
0: line, mate. Very, very happy with all of those. Thank you. Uh, well, I've taken control of the midfield this <laughs> week, and it kind of wrote itself, really, for mine, especially in the, the centre bounce. Uh, Darcy Cameron was my ruck choice for the week. He was outstanding in support Adelaide. Not that Scott likes much uh, competition. He's basically just a big bag to ruck against. But 18 disposals, <laughs> 16 possessions, 5 marks. He was brilliant. <laughs> Darcy and really set up the midfielders. Uh, in the midfield, Elder we spoke about him before. Man has absolutely a lease game and is probably leading the lot at the moment. Surely he's got three votes back to back for mine, possibly. Uh, Jack Steele, the man of steel, who plays through a bloody broken oh. AC shoulder issue uh, through the end of the game. He's now out for a bloody month or six weeks, whatever it is, but. Uh, You just can't break that man, 29 disposals, kicked a goal, six tackles, uh, five marks. The man's absolutely elite and deserves his spot in there well and truly. Uh, Clayton Oliver is my third midfield selection, even though it was a pretty uh, shocking display for the D's for most of the game. He was still outstanding, Clary, 37 disposals, kicked a goal, uh, the nine tackles as well. He just does what he does every week, Clary, and gets himself in there. On the wing, on one wing, I've got Callum Mills. Thought he was brilliant. Mm. rotating between the wing and the midfield line, kick the two snares, 28 touches for him, was an always crucial part of the Swans team, but against the Hawks, I think he was always going to go off. Uh, my other winger is Josh Dacos. We just <laughs> spoke about him
1: before. Just he's, rubbished him.
0: <laughs> he's, oh, I, love, I love him. The kicking was a bit shocking at times, but great <laughs> 26 touches and two goals was hard to ignore, gentlemen. I couldn't not put him in there. Uh, I thought him and his brother were brilliant combined in the group, and he gets my other spot on the wing. Uh, my bench midfield rotation, I've got to go over to the Dons because yes. this boy has been ridiculous form these first two weeks. Will Setterfield, boys, uh, how well he has slotted in to my midfield group. He's been brilliant. 28 disposals, 9 tackles, kick to snag as well in this one. 11 score involvements as well and 5 clearances. Uh, he's been that missing link, I think, in the midfield that we've been waiting for all these years. Uh, sucks to be Carl, letting him go for a bag of chips, but <laughs> beautiful for us that we managed to get him in for basically nothing. So another great trade from us the past few years. Very very happy with how Seta field is doing.
1: Great midfield, cat. That's a very tough one to pick, and uh, I really like that. And it's a normal midfield. We love it. And Doc's taking us home with the forward line. Oh, Doc, yes. Who
0: have you got? <laughs>
2: starting with a half forward line and we'll start with a guy who torched us on, on, on Saturday night, Mateus Filippo uh, three goals from only seven touches. I said to you boys off there that I think whenever he hits the ball, there's something bottom with the way he strikes the ball and the way he, he reads and understands the game. So this kid's only going places. And he's only played his second career game for Christ's sake. Um, Jeremy Cameron with the six-bagger on, on Thursday night. There was no way I was not, not putting him in this team. He basically did all he could in a, in a Geelong forward line that was just absolutely struggling. Stengel couldn't get near it. Tom Hawkins could only run about five metres before his calf goes pop. <laughs> um, so... Cameron with the six goals there. Jamie Elliot. Jamie Elliot is my uh, other half forward. Two goals, two with ten score involvements, so he's floating around a little bit more in the midfield, but he still was very, very dangerous in the forward half. He gets the spot there into my forward line. I've got Carl Langford with a career yeah. best five goals, two against the Suns, and also another go- an, an extra goal assist on top of that, and nine score involvements. Oh wow! Charlie Kerner with the five goals on Thursday night. He was the he was the one that was uh, answering the calls to. Uh, to Jeremy Cameron on 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 Thursday night, and geez, I will tell you what, Robbo, Robbo's on Robbo's onto something here. Be, him being the best player in the game, and we ridiculed him about two weeks ago for it. Uh, hey, and, okay. and, my other, and another tall forward in my forward pocket here is Logan McDonald, who kicked a, a career bag five against uh, against the Hawthorne witches hats. So not not, <laughs> not 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 definitely not hard, but very a very good effort nonetheless. This kids starting to show out with uh, with Buddy not in the team. Um, and my forward rotation is Toby Green, who although played for a losing team, he certainly certainly led from the front in the forward half,
0: four goals, two and ten score involvements to go along with it. Geez, hmm. Toby's very stiff to miss this team on the field, doc. Bloody hell, he's got to warm well, well, the pine.
2: Well, oh look, you could, I could have gone, I could have gone all, all either which way: Logan McDonald on the bench and, and Toby on the field. But they're in the team. We
1: need one more. We do. It's got to be Nick Dacos. It's got to yes. be. No well, disagreements I've, uh, with that. Yes,
2: yeah, so I re- read your team first thing in the morning thinking, where's Hollywood? Where's my boy Hollywood? <laughs> I think
1: I was half asleep writing it, probably it, being, uh, missing him out.
2: Yeah, he yeah, had Lockie Jones bloody niggling him for one quarter and then he then he just absolutely burned him in the midfield with ni- nine, <laughs> nine to ten disposals and then oh, then geez. Ken said, bugger it.
0: <laughs> yeah, piss him off, let him do what he wants apparently. Um, I don't know why that's the better decision, but... <laughs> That's what they did. Yeah, uh, no, he's got got to be the last but we love
1: Nikki yes. Dacos and yes. Hollywood. That's a nice team, boys. Uh, very well done by everyone, I think, there. Very, very yeah. nice,
0: gents. Uh, we'll crack hey, into man. briefly into a little bit of Super Coach uh, for the results <laughs> of the week. And it wasn't good, gentlemen, um, on my end. I will say I uh, unfortunately lost John Ralph. And how's this talk? I only lost by 23 points to him. Oh. He had a shocking week, too. <laughs> I went from top 1% in the league down to top 40% overall um this week so it was a shocking week and i'm not happy about it i did win in my public league but then lost in another league as well so uh not happy not happy boys
2: <laughs> look look i will say cat i've i've joined you in, in the losers land this week i actually scored really well i got i got i think it was 2100 and something it's um i'm just gonna bring 1905 i'm just gonna bring it i'm just gonna bring that up um Oh, where is it? Two thousand one hundred and sixty-three are scored this week, which is the third highest score in our league. I just so happened to come against the uh, the one the one bloke who had the best score in the league. Um, yes, so congratulations uh, what, to Jace, the Rusty yeah, Trombone. Fingers, yeah, Rusty Trombone um, definitely definitely got sh- shown out by that. Um, I did win the public lead though. The public, my public league game though, and very comfortably too. Um, the other, the other chap only scored about fifteen hundred. I don't even know if he was paying attention.
1: Was <laughs> <laughs> the infant operating that team, Doc? And what's going on there?
2: <laughs> no, might, might, might have been Luke
0: Beveridge. How, how is your week this week, I, uh,
1: I had a win, cat, just by twenty points exactly. Tim Ooh. Kelly really pulled me over the line with one hundred and twenty-one at the end there and uh, saved my bacon. He was a bit of a risky inclusion, um, but he, he was my go-to. We've all made trades as well earlier this uh, today. I've got a rack off mine. I've also i've gone with a trade boost, boys. I've uh, I've done a bit of moving and shaking. Uh, so the players I've moved out is uh, Mister Charlie Constable. Ned Flanders uh, and Jack Steele due to injury. Unfortunately, um, I had to move Steele out. Uh, I've also, what I've done is I've put Setterfield into the midfield. I've swung Nick Dacos down back with the Steele money and moved Connor McKenna for Charlie Constable. So move some magnets around with the multi-position. I'm happy with the changes and they're going well.
0: Well, uh, I was a bit burnt this week, boys, by Jason Horn francis who I traded in uh, into my forward line. Oh, Did cat. the downgrade for Peter Wright, and he scored 45 for me. <laughs> um, luckily, I had three other tons in the forward line, so it wasn't too bad, but jeez, oh, no. that oh, was shocking. cat. Uh, I'm oh, going to stick with him, though, boys. Um, I'm, I'm riding on that. He's going to make a bit of money still with that big week from the first round, um, so I'm going to stick by him, but... I've used my boost as well to make a few changes uh, into the team this week because there are a few fellas that I was ready to get out. Uh, An interesting one that maybe uh, a few haven't done, but I was a little bit iffy on his score this week, just a 70 for Sam Doherty. So I've gone for a downgrade for him to get Nick Dacos in, uh, which I was very, very happy about. I didn't start with him uh, this year because I thought he might be getting some Mm. Tags and whatnot, but I brought him into the team after a couple of rounds. Um, couldn't resist with him. Uh, off my bench, uh, you boys know I had bloody Cal Jamison as my uh, my Ruck rookie, so he's gone, and Asana Radagalia <laughs> has come in, uh, which I'm very happy about What as did well. South
1: score this week, Kat, out of curiosity? Uh,
0: only the 31, but yeah, 31. of all the Ruck rookies, he's the one that's most likely to actually get some decent scores across the year Probably got a low break
1: even anyway, so...
0: Yes, yeah. as well. And I've uh, brought Will Setterfield into the midfield as well, gentlemen. Uh, another one who was just a bit too hard to resist. Uh, so he's come in. He was an upgrade with that money that I got from Doherty to get Oscar Baker out because he'd been pretty disappointing. Uh, so those are the changes I've gone with this week. It's nice. um,
2: well, first of all, I said last week I was going to stick with uh, the human desk as my captain, and he came through for me with, uh, with 147, which nearly yes, got me 300. Job. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with that decision. Um, and also, Conor McKenna and Jordan DeGoei—they did all right for me. Bit, little bit, dis, little bit more disappointed with the goey only getting me eighty-four. Should have got me, should have got me a hundred. I would have actually, probably would have actually won. But, <laughs> but that's, but that's okay. Um, so I've, I've, I've made changes. Um, I've traded out Jack McRae because I'm not. I'm. I was a bit disappointed with him, and I saw Luke Davis uniak at, at a low price. and thinking, oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, he, he got one fifty-five, and he's averaging one hundred forty-nine to start
0: the year. Yeah. So. He, he's, he's a good gonna- downgrade uh, for your midfield if you're looking for one.
2: Yeah, uh, I, th- I think he's going to do, do me some wonders. He's going to get me a win this week. Um, and I've also traded out Brodie Grundy because he's given me poultry scores, Miller. But I brought in Jared Witts. Wittsy. Um, uh, I, I got, got some... Uh, I used the uh, the extra money from from Dan Grady-McCray to David Uniac, and I used it to secure Witsy uh, for my team. So I've got two very very capable Ruckman with two with hundred with hundred scores uh, in 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 Whitsy and the, in, in Big Timmy English. So yes. I wa- want to try and I want to try and get a boost in as well to try and get Catterfield in. Um, I tried doing it with Callahan, but um, I don't have enough money, mm. so I'm going to have to try and strategize that a bit. I don't want to trade out Warple because Warple's done pretty well for me to start the year. It's been good. Um and I can't and I can't do anything with Cam McKenzie or Oscar Baker who's scoring in my midfield. So, um, I'll I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable with where the team's at at the moment. A lot of a lot of the guys here, you know, Toby McLean scored me sixty two. I brought him in from the emergencies to re- replace Fergus Green uh, this week, and I've got Filippo in there as well who who got me fifty nine and that's not bad either. So yeah, not bad.
0: Uh, in terms of in terms of guys, I'm looking at as well, gentlemen. Uh, Finn Callahan, I know we you spoke about we spoke about him before, Doc. But uh, not the greatest score this week, just the 45. If he's looking at a sub 60 this week, I might look to try and get him out, possibly do an upgrade downgrade to get LDU in because I'm very very high on the potential of what he can do across this season. Uh, Jack Siebel, another one who I'm eyeing off to potentially get back in with that backline. role, Miller, his scores have gone back up. Um, whereas last year in the forward line they dipped a little and he's still very cheap. Um, so is yes. another one that I'm sort of eyeing off. But overall, much more happy with the team compared to last <laughs>
1: week um, and I think we're in a good spot coming into round three. No, I, I agree. And uh, congratulations to everyone that won in their leagues, whether it's in the uh, A3 footy league or around the Supercoach league. And send us, if you're not in the... Um a3 footy coach, super coach league. Send us a screenshot of your team on Instagram and we'll have a look yes. and we can uh, give our ratings on it. Uh, we're no experts, but uh, we always came to see what the real experts that you people out there have got. So feel free to flick us them uh, at A3 footy uh, podcast. On uh, Jade, Jade with the
0: Phil Thorpes is the, the leader in the A3 league at mm. the moment. Um, got a win in her round one game too. So, Congratulations uh, to her top Jade. of
1: the ladder. Uh,
2: you, you, you've got her this week, cat too. So that's oh. <laughs> That's
1: a <laughs> Oh, you're, That's a- you're joking. You've gone from John Ralph to the champ. you well, uh, I'm going to need a big week this weekend to get over the top of Jade here. Oh,
0: geez. I'm not happy it- about that.
2: Um,. Who have I got? Um, oh, I've got uh, Matt Passmore from the Mungrel Punter, uh, Mighty Mediocrity. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm due for a win. He he, he had the lowest. Uh, he, well, I don't think it was the lowest score, but he's he's ranked at 20th. So I'm 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 gunning for a good win here. Going to get a real percentage boost to Miller.
1: <laughs> it's going to be very very interesting to see how we go this week. I've also got. Who have I got match up wise? That that uh, I can't even tell. Where is it? Where am I? Da, da, da. I'm not even there. Maybe I've been kicked
2: uh, out. I, no, I see you. I see you. You've, that got the, on? you've got the you've uh, got the the Birkenhead Barons. Oh this week. no, Lu, 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 Lucas's team, and okay. that that that'll be an interesting game. That'll very, be very interesting, very game.
1: exciting. But um, yes, again, feel free to send us your supercoach teams and whatnot. But we better get to the tips, cat. This is going to be a tough round of tipping again. I had a yes. shit one last week. I took four. <laughs> I got five um,
0: boys, so I'm I'm not too not too unhappy with that. Sitting on no. seven total now. Good for you. I, I
2: will. I will say. Look, it's better than it, my, my score this uh, this week was better than last
0: week, but that's not saying much because I only got four. Oh, nice. uh, so, what are you on total now, Doc? I'm on six. Doc down to last on six. I'm in second on seven, and Miller's still up in the lead. Uh, what's that? Are you on ten now? Mate? With a
1: pissy nine. I don't nine. know why I tipped the Suns. So they let me down and, and watched them win this week. But
0: I I, I tipped Carlton uh, last last week
2: <laughs> on the podcast, and I changed it the last the last minute.
1: You are I'm a fickle. fool.
2: Because I was because I was convinced that because it was wet in, in Melbourne, I, I somehow thought, oh, you know, Geelong, Geelong will do this one in. They know how to play the wet, um,
0: but they don't. Well, so. I started zero and two for the week and bounced back, so I'm, I'm happy with that one. But round three, boys, now some big matchups this week, and I'm keen to see what we go for some of them. Uh, Thursday night starts off with Doc's mob. <laughs> I know who Doc's tipping for this one, and I certainly am too. <laughs> Taking on the Lions at Marvel Stadium, Brisbane.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give you a tip, cat. It's not, it's not the Bulldogs.
1: <laughs> yeah. What type uh, of margin are we thinking, gentlemen? I'm thinking the Dogs might respond to a bit of criticism. I'm only going 13 points. I'm gonna say 34.
0: Uh, <laughs> I
2: uh, yeah. Look, I think they will respond. I think, but yeah, 21 points for mine. 21
0: points. This is gonna be a huge game Friday night. Alex Miller's Tigers. Taking Ooh. on the Pies at the G. Uh, expect 80,000-plus for this one, boys. This is going to be absolutely monstrous. Um, expect, way-
2: Mason, expect Mason Cox to absolutely ream your mob this week, <laughs> Miller. Oh,
0: mate, I'm dreading this game. Uh, I'm going to go the Pies, boys. They haven't shown me anything so far to suggest they're not a the premiership contender, and I think they're winning this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm very concerned about your mob,
2: Miller. Um, they yeah, the
0: big fade-out against the, the Crows in that third quarter.
2: Yeah, they, they sort of remind me of Carlton a little bit from last year. They they have the, they have like a couple of patches of really good football, and then they sort of disappear again. Mm. And you can't do that against this Collingwood team. They will carve you up.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, look, I think as well with their outs, it's going to be really tough. Uh, I, think,
2: th- I think Ho- I think Hopper's not playing, is he? Yeah, Hopper's not playing. I don't think up, Dusty's yeah. going
1: to play. Broad suspended as as Cat mentioned the key off the show. Four weeks he got mm. um, so. Look, it's going to be Tyler Young and Benny Miller to combat McStay and Cameron and Cox and uh, Mychek. So I've got to tip my own team, though. I I can't. I know it might be a wasted tip, but I've got to tip my mob, so I'm going to the togs. All right. Saturday, Arvo kicks off at North. (laughs) In Tassie with (laughs) Hawthorne
0: and North. Yes, I'm going to be absolutely over the moon seeing North go 3-0 to start the season. (laughs)
2: how 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 messed up is it cat that we've got St Kilda at North Melbourne and Essendon at 2 and 0 well
0: it's only going to be two of those at least uh, at, the, at maximum um out of this week <laughs> because the Saints and us playing each other but I know, yeah. I'm stoked for North with how they're playing, and I think they'll continue the wins here. Mm. Nick Larkey with another bag of six, Miller. Yep. North. Oh, yeah,
1: maybe 16, the way the uh, <laughs> bloody Hawthorne defending. Yeah, I'm going North as well. Should be uh, absolute shellacking. Unanimous for that one. Uh,
0: this actually might be an interesting one, boys, here. Mm-hmm. The Giants and the Blues uh, over at Giants Stadium. The Giants, I feel like, are potentially able to, to bounce back this week here. You'd want to say Carlton should win this one, but I've seen them lose stranger ones in this, dock. I'm back in the Blues for now, but I think it's be a good matchup. If Carlton are serious
2: in charging for, in 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 making a charge for finals this year, they've got to win this game. They've yep. got to win games like these
1: and comfortably as well. I think. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely, and I think the win last week would would have absolutely given them a. A real boost of confidence, so I'm I'm, I'm going to back the Blues in. First time in a while I've actually been confident in the Carlton game. <laughs> um, the,
1: Giants, the Giants will get a few back, Whitfield and, and Kelly returning from concussion. Um, mm. But, yes, look, I, I still think uh, Carlton, as Doc said, if they're serious about this year, they're got to pump this GWS team. Oh,
0: I'm very, very excited to this oh. game, boys. Saturday night at the MCG, St. Kilda's 150th anniversary game against us. Uh, both undefeated, very unexpected to start the season for both of our teams, uh, but nonetheless, uh, it is how it is. I'm should see how you gentlemen tip here, because I'm going back and forth with these two sides. Uh, BZT out is not good. We might have to play Kane Baldwin or uh, young man Lewis Hayes in the back line this week, potentially, because uh, oh, we're shit out of key defenders.
1: Um, look, I, I would say I was impressed with how the Saints played, seeing, seeing them in the flesh. But, um, look, it's going to be a really tough matchup. I'm going to go with the Saints right now, but not 100% sure on that one.
2: Oh, no, no steal. No steal. I'm, I'm leaning towards the Bombers. Um, I look, am- the the, the la- lack of key defenders is a concern. You can't even wheel out Michael Hurley, Cat. <laughs> um, he, 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 he's he's probably lost both of his legs by now. Um, <laughs> uh <laughs> I'd, uh, look, I can look. I'll go. I'm going to back your mob in this week, cat. I think they're more set. Like structurally, they're more sound. I think the midfield with no steel. I think they can. I think they can really, really do a number on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I and I hope you do too. I just want to say the St Kilda fans are some of the worst bunch of people mm. I've ever come across in my life. They gave they gave my my friends at the Salty Bulldog a hard time on Saturday night. They racially abused Jamari eugle Hagen. Mm. Um, God knows what else they're doing. They're probably pissing in their own mouth for all I care. <laughs> they're, just, they're just disgusting human
0: beings. It was great, great to see the response uh, from the league, the dogs, and everyone else involved uh, yeah. regarding the Jamari situation this week, though. Um, it's, you know... You can't say positives come from these things, but put uh,
2: put those damn supporters back in their cave, cat. Yeah, they've, ha- they've handled
0: they've handled it well. I will yeah. agree, cat. Um, and, um, and you know, Jamara put posted you know during the week, doc, that he's received support and love from everywhere, which is exactly the kind of response you want to see. Yeah, absolutely, know, absolutely. And
2: family. I and I don't think there'll be many bulldog supporters who love Jamara Ugelhagen more than me. I know, I,
0: pretty, know I know, good. I for one will be uh, giving him the loudest cheer possible when he gets near the footy on Thursday night, because uh, yep. he bloody deserves it. Good on you. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
1: Absol- absolutely. Who are you
0: tipping, Kat? Did you oh, I'm going gonna, gonna to back my mob in for now. Yep. Um, sure. <laughs> I want to see who we're bringing <laughs> into the back line. Oh, look, yeah, Rid- Ridley... Geez, g- 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 all that conversation, and we
2: forgot about who we were
0: tipping. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ridley's a capable um, one-on-one defender, if he needs to be. So I think yeah. he could play a key role, but uh, we'll see how we go, <laughs> I guess. Um, the other big game on the Saturday night, the Showdown boys. Oh, this is huge good. for both of these teams here. The Crows Massive. have started 0-2. Port, very disappointing game after a brilliant game in round one. Um, they both need to win this game massively. Um, the Crows do not want to be 0-3 and three to start this season. They've got such a good run ahead of them. They're in Adelaide for the next month. They want to try and win games here.
1: They need a win here, Kat, I think, to tip it all off. And i tell you what it's going to be. I think this should be a pretty 50-50 game.
0: Nine. I think this is going to be a fantastic
1: be. showdown. Yep.
2: like like a lot of the a lot of these showdown games, it doesn't matter where they are on the ladder, they always seem to be you know millimeters in it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go port by under a goal, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's the other way by under a goal as well. I'll accept yeah. the crows, boys. Yep, oh, I'm backing them in. That's
2: wow. Oh, can we get can we get a repeat of Jordan Dawson after the siren <laughs> this week? That would be oh, very nice. It. No, the crows. Um, they
0: need to win this. this they will do. Keep, yeah. keep <laughs> start the next month if they win this.
2: Uh, they've been very disappointing, the crows, um, and the, uh, and they've been very inconsistent. And ah, oh, I really want to tip them, but I don't think I can bring myself to do it. Um, I'm going to go port for now, but I'll look at the te- But we'll wait and see the teams.
0: Yep. <laughs> Alright, all right. we don't mind that call. Jordan Butts better be playing though. Get Buttsy oh. in.
1: <laughs> yep, get him. In.
0: Uh, Sunday kicking off the games: Gold Coast and Geelong in the Gold oh, Coast.
2: This is- Speaking of interesting games, Geek This is interesting. Jeremy this Cameron is...
0: basically, all uh, but ruled out of this one with that rib issue. Um, Suns, two pretty disappointing games back to back for them. They're going to want to bounce back here. I think the Cats have got the quality to do it, but we know the Suns like playing at home. They do. They do. I'm, I'm, do.
1: Going, to, I'm going to go Geelong as well, but I think yeah, this will be do. an arm wrestle for all day. Very cool. Yeah, just want to see them
0: shell will... a bit more than they have the past couple of weeks. I yeah, agree.
2: <laughs> I was I was actually quite impressed with the Suns on, against you. I thought the for, for
0: the better part of the game, I thought they looked bloody good. But I thought, for, for three for three quarters, they yeah. Good. They just they they hung their heads as soon as the going got tough uh, in the last quarter, and they yeah. can't afford to do that against Geelong.
2: Tell you what, there'll be a lot of pressure on Stewie Jew if uh, if they if they lose this one. Um, I'm going to go with the Cats, but I'm definitely not confident about it. I think. <laughs> A lot, a lot of outs. If Jazz is not going to play, then who's going to bloody keep the goals? What, Stengel's going to kick eight?
0: It's definitely not. you definitely going to get scores out of Tom Hawkins. Well, with, the, with the small defenders the Suns have been playing, Doc, he very well might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: um, oh, I'll tell you what, very impressive Matty Ralph. He keeps chasing chasing, uh, chasing defenders the way like, the way he was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It, uh, they're going to be right up to their ears in this game, okay. uh, the Suns. Well,
0: cats, but come on Uh, Sunday Arvo at the MCG, Melbourne and Sydney. Oh massive game. Huge. Swannies boys. I'm going to Swans. They've been in ripping form. Uh, mind you they haven't played great competition yet, but I think we'll get a bit more of an indication of where these two are at this year from this one.
1: I'm gonna say the Demons, um, but I think it'll be a really great game.
2: But's back in as well. Uh boys. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who you're going to drop. You're not going to
1: drop a Marty and McDonald after kicking nine between them. No, you can't. Them. <laughs> McLean's probably going to make way. You think?
2: Yeah, oh, maybe. Um, I'll go. I'm going to go to the Swans. I wasn't impressed with Melbourne and the fact that the blackout saved their uh, blushes a fair bit says all you need to know about this mob. They weren't even that. They weren't even that good in round one. They no. just came against. They just came against uh, shit opposition. <laughs> um, but now oh, look. I'm more confident about how the Swans are playing their footy at the moment than the yeah. D's, so I'm going to pick the Swans.
0: All right. And the final game of the round, the Western Derby, West Coast, and Freo Young heads headed up to stadium. Um, these two coming in in some interesting form, Miller. Obviously, the Eagles getting the win last week, but mm. um, both of them haven't been overly convincing to start the season.
1: Th- this is a must win for Freo for mine. Um, mm. They're in real danger of starting 0-3 and... Um, no more critical time than the president in a Derby. So I'm going to go to the Dockers here. Yeah, I'm going to say you as well.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go to Dockers as well, but now we say that, I wouldn't be surprised if I changed my tip to West Coast. Um, <laughs> oh, 5 5.20 5 p.m., Miller. It's not, a,
1: not an ideal time. Oh, this is dreadful. This is dreadful time because <laughs> 5 o'clock, you're having a quiet beer or two before the work starting tomorrow on the Monday, and you're thinking, oh, maybe I'll get some takeout or cook up some dinner, but you've got to watch this rabble instead. And
2: uh, especially, look- on, especially on Grand Prix weekend when the race is on and you want to be watching that and you're sort of... And the race is probably just finishing. Like, oh, you know, let's let's kick let's kick her feet up after a long after a big weekend of sport. And yep. wouldn't you know it, the derby's on
0: on a really shit time slot. <laughs> oh, they all, all all back in the Dockers then, gentlemen.
2: Yep, yep. I'm I'm, I'm going to go freeo as well, Cat. Uh, I think that it's a game that they need to win. And West Coast was, oh look, they were good, but I'm not entirely sure about you know their their standard of opposition. GWS yep. is jury, jury still out on them, but yeah, it's a big game for the Dockers. They need to win this massive. They need- they, they need they need the big corner to step up. They need they need giant miss to stand up. They need they need some forward. They need, just need to learn to kick the fucking ball. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Enough said. Well, I think that's going to be all from us on this week's episode of the A3 Footy Podcast. Thanks so much for listening again for another week round two. It's hard to believe. Only really a couple of rounds in, it feels like there's been so much footy already and plenty to talk about. Make sure you keep up with us so you know when to get in to listen to new episodes across all our socials, A3Footy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at A3Footy on Twitter, and, of course, the email as well if you want to send us anything to talk about next week. uh, We're always taking the viewer questions, and you know we'll answer them and have a good discussion about them, A3Footy at gmail.com. With all that said, gentlemen, looking forward to a huge weekend ahead. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. I've been Alex Doherty, Plenty. tragically. <laughs> Plenty of footy to come in round two and beyond. May she stick around with us for the season. Go Artie
1: Jones. We should not loot beverage. Go Boggins. <laughs>